Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The last time Deirdre Frost was in studio, it was to plug some gigs in Collins on Douglas Street. Now, I've known Deirdre as an orchestral player for years and her whole family are steeped in music and professional performers. But I didn't know at the time that she was also finishing her degree in fine art in the Crawford. Not only did she graduate with first class honours in a degree show which caused a stir, she then went on to win awards left, right and centre for her work, including being named Student of the Year by the Lavitt Gallery. That meant she was awarded a solo exhibition in the Lavitt, but due to Covid it had to be online. Now, this weekend is your last chance to see those paintings on the Lavitt website. And to mark its success, Elmery spoke to Deirdre during the week and asked her how long she'd known within herself that she'd had this incredible inner dual life of both musician and artist. Um, well, thanks for saying it's all incredible. I suppose like, I was always interested in art when I was in school. I kind of couldn't decide whether to do music or art. I went to music because it's much harder to get into professionally later on. And my goal was always to at some stage do art. And I started to do more and more of it. You know, quiet times between gigs, sometimes you're waiting for the phone to ring. So I was doing more and more art during that time, as well as keeping up my practice. I started doing night courses and things and eventually got sucked into the Crawford degree programme. So yeah, I started that 2017. So it's great I managed to get into second year. So it was three years of manicness trying to keep the gigs going and the degree but happily at the other end now. When you went into the Crawford and you started on the degree was this particular style of art that we're looking at in this exhibition that's currently still on in the Lavitt Gallery was this where you began? Was this a sort of a vision that you had at the time or was your art in the beginning very different? Yeah it was I suppose just before starting the, the degree I'd put pieces into the Lavish members exhibition and those particular ones would have been probably more towards photorealism a bit more mm-hmm. landscape pieces but um, before that again I would sort of experiment with all sorts of different things and I think that why I went to, to do the degree was just to kind of figure out my own way of doing things I was trying all sorts of different styles and things but trying to just figure out really what my own area of interest was and my own kind of way of painting. And so that's where the degree really helped. And also just to contextualise everything I was doing. They have an amazing art history programme in there and really just learning about contemporary art and how all that works, all that crazy stuff. So it gave me a really good idea of what's been happening in art, particularly in the last even 50 years then just to figure out where I was and all that then. This particular exhibition, I guess, is trying to figure out where we all are. It's called Biophilia. Tell me about what that name means. It is a, a philosophical concept. Yeah, yeah, it was Eric from the philosopher. He thought it was a tendency towards growth, change, 
and towards the future and the opposite he was saying to that would be stasis and going towards bureaucracy, sentimentality. And in terms of biophilia at the moment, like we really have to rethink things in terms of like climate change and how we live and how we perceive nature and our role in it. And then also biophilia, um, that idea was taken up by um, the naturist Edward Wilson. And he considered it um, a tendency of people to affiliate with plants and living things and growing things. And he thought that humans had a genetic tendency to affiliate with plants and things. So I think this was really kind of clear to me too, particularly during lockdown, living in the middle of Cork City, not being able to go out to mm. any kind of countryside places. So this kind of real tendency to want to be out in nature was really heightened for me, especially in the last, um, I think for everyone really who's in town over the last uh, year, I suppose. Completely. I suppose yeah. that's kind of all the, the abstract and some of the philosophy and thinking behind the concepts that you would have be expressing in these particular works that are currently on in the Lavit and people can see them online, of course, in the Lavit Gallery website. But to kind of conjure up those images for people on the radio is what we're going to try to do now. We're going to try taking them into maybe one or two of the pictures and to to talk about what what's happening. And I suppose I would <laughs> I would laugh. Deirdre, I call our patio Killarney National Park. Not because <laughs> of the beautiful planting that's all around it or anything like that but because of the weeds that no matter what are going to come up through the paving slabs. And nature does that. You'll often see a kind of a a place that has been neglected or get into a state of dereliction and nature comes back and everything comes through. And that's one of the ideas that kind of came to me when I was looking at your paintings first. We have this very built, abstract kind of way of looking at some buildings. Some buildings are, they're not complete. It might be a wall or it might be a house. You can kind of almost see in and through the building. But we're not looking at furniture or decoration or any other touch of human influence. What we're looking through and beyond and around are plants, trees, nature bursting through. Yeah, I wanted to kind of break it back down to the bare elements. So like the human constructed environment is just stripped back to these maquettes, like breakdown of the buildings, so referencing man-made objects and our man's influence on the landscape and on the environment in general. And then, yeah, it's all the same weeds and things that grow up everywhere. And even one of my old art teachers, Owen Andrews, she was look, after looking at my work, she was reminding me of even old photographs taken 100 years ago. It's the same weeds and things growing in the background. <laughs> yeah. But um, the buildings... Yeah, I think just passing Nano Nagel Architecture School on the way to college, there's all these little like maquettes in the window. And it just really reminded me that every building around here really highlighted that they're all man-made like conceptions, like these are our, our ideas that we've put in the environment. When you say maquette, you're referring obviously to the little sort of cardboard models. almost models that architects would yeah. use when they're d- designing yeah. a house to make a little 3D model yeah. of it. So you're reducing exactly, yeah. buildings to that element. Yeah, but um, looking at buildings that are already built in my 5k Mm. and um, yeah kind of trying to break them back down into those kind of structures again then using colour and things to draw in the viewer so that we're not just looking at oh that's a picture of Cork in the way we usually would look at it but bring it back down to uh, these basic structures and they're kind of things we can manipulate as well like one of the paintings I've called a toy town because I think I like the way like toys they're for playing with like to play you need creativity and freedom and uh, I don't know, imagination. 
So when people look at the work, I try to encourage that kind of sense of, you know, this is something that we share, that we can manipulate and for people to use their creativity and imagination and how we think of our current environment and the city around us. Did I read at one point you took a drone and filmed from above to kind of change that and that that would definitely feed into the perspective wouldn't it yeah absolutely yeah especially those um model structures in the windows you're always looking down at them so i thought i grabbed my sister she's Mm. katrina she's great photographer and drone flyer so we both just walked the length of the river from just above union key down as far as one search key so i was taking imagery from below katrina from above and we were comparing and stopped for coffee halfway through and I tried to get a load of imagery just, and I suppose the main piece that came out of that is a triptych I did called River in the exhibition. And um, it features various parts of the buildings along the river. And in that particular triptych, you can move around the three panels so that it can be assembled in different ways. And the reason for that was I, I wanted the river to be kind of continuously flowing through. Like the river will always flow as long as we have rain. I suppose it'll always keep flowing. Whereas the buildings, their structures change along the river. So some days we come along and Maybe a building that has always been there will be have become derelict or knocked or something or some new building will spring up. Or as well, if I'm around town, sometimes I'm approaching the same stretch of river from different places, depending on what jobs I'm doing around town or whatever it is. So that piece is kind of a re- reflection on that. And I suppose it's also a reflection on us as people within not just Cork, but within any city, with any, within any yeah. built environment, you know, and to take the yeah. idea of a drone flying overhead, that's like a bird's eye view and birds also feature mm. as an eye and as a presence in quite a lot of them as well. Looking down at these big, immense, solid structures and we as, I suppose, a, a society put such importance and weight on the buildings and the creations that we have. And yet if we stop, if we stop, nature returns and it it is in fact not these yeah. immense structures which are the constant it's nature no. is the constant so I love the fact that even though you can play as a, a viewer with the triptych and move the buildings around it just goes to show like these are figments that will come and will go and it's it's how how do they embrace or enhance our lives and our relationship with the nature which is the mm. constant. And you do have an interesting colour palette through them, but how important is colour? Well, I, th- I think colour really draws people, it attracts people. As well, I find colour, especially harmonising colour, really beautiful. And um, actually in third year, I was looking at like, why we attract to beauty. Is it okay to be making paintings that are beautiful just for the sake of it and all this? And I suppose at the end of it, same thing with that sense of playfulness I was talking about earlier, the philosopher Kant, he thought in when you're looking at beautiful things, it allows free play in the mind. So I want to draw people in and that they can, I don't know, get into a philosophical kind of space and, and also just to break away from the usual way of looking at our surroundings and environment and that it's not just the same thing coming back at you, but that'll draw you in and start thinking about things a bit differently, maybe. I love that. Yeah. And it's so true. And because with these paintings, I know you, with some of them, you have used various titles, which obviously refer to other philosophies and thoughts. But then some of them are titled Asquilge Freshen. And, oh, yeah. you know, the thing about it is you if you know the reference that's alluded to in a title, then it'll kind of give you another instinct or another level that you consider a painting. But at the same time, even without that, I find with these paintings, the more I look, the more I see and the more there really is to think about. So what will happen with this exhibition now, Deirdre? Because like this is 
brilliant honour and a fantastic recognition and thoroughly deserved. Actually, it's really incredible. But so far, there are nine pieces and they're quite large. Um, but eight of them have sold, which I'm absolutely blown away by. So they'll actually all disperse into various people's houses which I'm delighted with because it's good that they're going out into the real world. Um, at the moment, it's all virtual in the gallery. So this week, I suppose, they'll all go out into the world, which is great and makes space here at home for me to make more work. To have only one yeah. piece left in the, the first solo exhibition like this post-graduation and everything is tremendous. It's just tremendous. Is this a particular thought in art that you are still working on? Have you wriggled with this worm long enough? What are you working on at the moment? Well, so I have another exhibition which is due to open on the 9th of April in Dungarvan in Joan Clancy's gallery there. So I'm still in the same area but trying to find new ways of looking at it and new ways of showing it. And I want to bring the figure back into it as well because I did loads and loads of life drawing leading up in the course and during the the degree course as well and I draw the figure in art it's something I definitely want to bring into it and which is completely not there in the current work I know but I can imagine that that would totally change immediately yeah. the, the relationship of all the other elements the dynamic would completely shift like does the figure become dominant then in the new works do you yeah. think? Yeah and we're so attracted like because we're human ourselves even the bare silhouette our eyes straight away drawn mm. to another human figure because I suppose we're programmed that way. But kind of tried to figure out how to bring that into the work. I was also thinking just like art historically, the figure is so prominent in art history. So to bring some links with that into it, using contemporary figures, but relating them back to maybe prominent art historical know, statues, paintings and figures, just to give that sense of time to it. So, like all this thing about man and nature, I suppose, it's, you know, it goes back since the very beginning, really. I just want to maybe bring that kind of element into it for that, the next exhibition. Yeah, because when you're looking at this exhibition in the lavish, the person or the figure is us, the person who's viewing. We are the person yeah. who is observing yeah. this landscape, these buildings, this relationship and context with nature. Mm. Whereas the minute you put another figure into the painting, now we're an observer trying to talk about or think about that person in yeah. that yeah. context. And it's an utterly different perspective and another story to tell. So I'm really really excited for you Deirdre and when is that exhibition opening in Waterford? Well it's supposed to be the 9th of April but I know we're, we're all following the what's happening with the restric- restrictions and everything so it might be a virtual show or watch the space I think was daredefrost.com and I'll keep that updated and Joan Clancy as well, that gallery. I've, I have some other exhibitions coming up in September as well through the Backwater Artist Group and um, Sample Studios. So I think maybe just check in on my website and Instagram and I'll try and keep people updated. It's also heartbreaking in one sense that, you know, an exhibition like this in the Lavit had to be a virtual one. And I think the Lavit yeah. has done such a brilliant job in terms oh, of a virtual exhibition, amazing, yeah. isn't it? It's really, really, really done well. Brilliant. And you can see the work in the window as well. And Robert. Nathan, they've supported the accountants as well. So huge thank you to them for supporting the arts, particularly at this time. Deirdre, congratulations. Thanks very much, Elmarie. Talk to you soon. Artist and musician Deirdre Frost there, chatting to Elmarie about her first solo exhibition, marking a year of awards and recognition. And that exhibition finishes online today. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. 
It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.